The It's Your Business Show is brought to you by Promo Experts. When you select Promo Experts as your marketing partner, we help you to see more than the big picture with marketing promotion tools and services. And by Publishing Concepts. Let Publishing Concepts LLC help you get your publishing project off the ground. It's Your Business is an informative weekly small business topic radio show for you listeners to gain knowledge and inspiration to help guide your journey to owning and operating your very own small business. Whether you're starting your own business or already a successful entrepreneur, then listening to how others succeed can help you be successful. Okay, audience, here are your hosts, Dr. Stan Fine and Jim Jump. Hey, audience, I'm Dr. Stan Fine. And Jim Jump. And welcome to the show. And today uh, we're on the It's Your Business show. And uh, I thank all our listening audience across the country and a special shout out to the military which is beginning to hear us now, and our Canadian friends also. So yes. now they hit the USA, we're, we're growing. So thank you for being loyal to the show. Uh, thank you for letting Jim and I entertain you. Mm-hmm. Right, Jim? We, yes. We do a good job of this. Well, you do a good job. I do, <laughs> I do an okay job. But anyway, um, so uh, we're going to interview a book publisher who does much more than that. Who's a good friend and um, good, very good friend, very good Bryce. friend, a loyal supporter of the It's Your Business show. Um, his name is Joe Cloat, and he's the owner of Publishing Concepts LLC in St. Louis, Missouri. Publishing Concepts incorporates print and digital book and magazine publishing, uh, web and mobile app. They do development while providing turnkey marketing services. He's developed and executed marketing plans in the insurance, art, and tourism industries. He's produced trade shows throughout the United States and continues to grow with businesses of all sizes uh, and types and grow their sales and customer reach. Jim, I'm going to have you help me introduce him today. Maybe tell a little bit more. Sure. Here's Here's the thing you don't know about Joe. Joe is an enrolled member of this Osage Nation in... Pawhuska, Oklahoma, and serves as president of the Board of Trustees for the Haskell Foundation, which supports the Haskell Indian Nations University in Lawrence, Kansas. He's also a board member of the St. Louis Area Hotel Associations and other regional boards. And so um, today's show will cover uh, the publishing as a uh, topic that uh, there's so many ways to explore it. And, and as I am going to ask a question, I think this is a good starting point for the audience because people sitting there are thinking, publishing, maybe that's something I'm interested in. Everyone has those things that they think about in terms of, man, I got a great idea and I think maybe there's, there's uh, something to it, right. but how would you know? So is every book idea worth writing about and how would you know so that would be a good starting point i think mm-hmm. sure uh well it's great to be with you guys mm-hmm. thank, you, yeah. Yeah. thank you for having always me. um the uh you know is every idea worth uh worth writing about so typically when when somebody sits down with us for a consultation i ask them a question is the book for monetary purposes for, mm, for yeah. uh, sales yeah. or is yeah. it just you've always wanted to publish one and you're going to give it to friends and family right. so does it have an economic component to it so if the answer is it's going to have an economic component to it then it would be you you really need to find out what is that 
market? Is there, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, is there a book uh, needed for thimbles, right? Remember the sewing <laughs> thimbles, right? Um, uh, antique thimbles. Yeah, don't know. right. Don't so know. It it is as vast as as uh, our imagination as far yes. as the topics. Yes. So I think what should guide a person and their passion, their expertise toward that particular topic. Um, so it can range any anywhere again from chess playing techniques, right? And somebody that wants to write about that. Are there people out there in the world that want to discover more opportunities or ways to to learn about chess and that you have a unique way of putting that down in writing Mm -hmm. and showing graphs and charts. Great. That's a way to do that. But if it's going to have an economic component to it for resale and selling of the book, then really look at the audience that's out there. How will you reach them? How expensive will it be to reach them with regard to a a marketing and business plan that that's critical for any business, but even in the particulars of, of, a subject of a particular book, is there an audience for it uh, to, to, to purchase it, if that's the end goal? Yeah. Um, right. Jim and I are both authors, and you're helping us with our next book. Um, and I heard a number, I don't know if it's a true number, that there's over a million new books a year that go to the market. Is there any, is that number correct, or is it a different number? No, I would think that's probably right in the, Right in the crosshairs on it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a lot. So the barriers to entry and the easeability of producing a book, whether it's just an online publication, a digital version, whether you go to print or not and produce it, right. there's there's so many ways to um, that that used to be big barriers to entry have been brought down, and and I think that's where the allure for people to get into. Hey, I've always wanted to do this book or this topic. Now's my time. I'm, I'm going to do it. Um, but it's also by that easeability of getting in, um, there's a lot of a lot of degrees of professionalism between mm-hmm. which an entry level versus somebody that's really gone through all the all the steps to right. make it professional and correct. And well, it, it, it leads to the question, should authors edit? their own manuscripts, mm-hmm. which to me is like, why would you do that? Because right. you wrote it, you know, right. so I mean, I, now you're going to turn a critical eye, should, should they, or what you take? And, take and you want to kind of explain the manuscript, what that what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, that would help. Sure. So uh, some people, they will put, whether it's just a handwritten draft, so I've sat with authors that have literally written out 60, 70,000 words, on yellow pads and have not typed it into a computer yet. And then I have other clients and authors that, that will go ahead and type it all in, get it into a Word document that's, that's fairly the most common, that in a Google Doc, mm-hmm. of where kind of the bare bones of that story structure are started. So the manuscript, ideally, a beginning, middle, and end, and you know, everyone always asks, well, how many words? It, it, there is no magic number on the word count. There mm-hmm. really isn't. If you can tell the story succinctly and, and creatively, if it's a novel, you know, use the amount of words you need to be able to tell that story without adding too much fluff and where you lose the audience. If it's a technical book, um, and that gets to your question of, you know, who should edit it, uh, 
if if the book is specifically about uh, has a lot of science and math or chemistry symbols and terminology, the average person, if we have somebody come to us and and it's highly technical, one of my uh, editors who may not understand even some of the terminology in this uh, wouldn't be probably the best. I would pull mm-hmm. in somebody right. that has that expertise. So if you're a chemist writing a book. Can you edit your own? Mm-hmm. Sure, you can go through it. You're going to understand it. We would always say, you know, have somebody. I'll put another set of eyes on this subject matter, on your manuscript to read through it. You're always going to catch stuff. I don't care how many times people read it's it. Very true. They're going to find an edit, a change, yes. and especially the author. You're kind of, that's your baby. You're always creating and changing and modifying because you want to keep improving it. Um, or you... I've had clients that have worked 20 years on their manuscripts, not published, just keep tweaking it. And I tell them at some point, you got to step off the boat there. You've got to put this thing in action that you can keep changing it um, because the outside world keeps changing. But at some point, you have to answer the question that you originally started right. with, why you wrote the book, and exactly. get it written and get it out there. Yeah. And, and then just do it a second edition or third edition. Oh, but, but it's also true, yeah. though. It is difficult to write um, where, where your ideas have to become in some format of, of what writing makes you do. And I know it's difficult to do that because I've been at uh, a, a university for years and I've and I've and I've read yeah and I've read papers and it's it's not the easiest thing to take mm-hmm. what what you're thinking and put it in the format of what writing requires. Right. I want to. So that's it. a real job. Yeah. We're kind of family here. If you're, in a, I took my headphone off. Yeah. Because we're an omnidirectional mic. Because this is a new studio. So if you're more comfortable without it, okay. be without it. That's fine. Yeah. And we're on television, Joe. So there you go. Hey, hello, folks. Hello. So they're, they're, <laughs> Howard Stern does this. We can do it. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, if, if that's our checkpoint. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, that's not a good one. But it's, <laughs> then okay. Well, I picked on him just because. Well, maybe Howard doesn't. was tuning in now that we're at almost 4 million uh, listeners. Yeah, so. he keeps pushing the number up. But we're, well, because he, we're he, heading there. Yeah, we are. Come on. That's true. He's right. He's right. We keep And, and here in St. Louis, where, what are, what's yeah, our number now? Over 550,000. people. Yeah. So. I, I don't even understand it myself sometimes. No, I know. I know. All I know is we have great guests like Joe. That's right. So <laughs> that before, we, we know. Oh, amen. Before we <laughs> ask that next question, how long have you been a publisher? For people that are going to want to call you and say, hey, I got a book idea. What? So how, what's your experience in this field? Uh, 20 years. In, that's a in long time. That's yeah. a lot of books. Yeah, that's a lot wow. of uh, conversations about what do you want to accomplish? Uh, does this have a real marketability, um, you know, when it comes to cost? Yeah. Right? I mean, because that's really what you're it is. And making it, a decision on. It's, it's just afforded me lots of of experiences and different scenarios that authors have brought to me at different stages of the whole process of book publishing that I've helped them find an answer to a cost-effective solution and work through problems. So I, I feel pretty comfortable. There's, a, there's not a whole lot I haven't seen with regard to mm-hmm. how a book gets everything from start ghost to written finish. start yeah. to finish. Yeah, so okay. That's, I've been so, fortunate. So what's the average length of time it takes to write a book? And, and as I ask that question, 
when you were talking about somebody writing down their idea on notebook paper, mm -hmm. that tells me that this has been going on for some time mm -hmm. because that's really almost a, a journal effect where I, here's my thought, I got to get that thought on paper, and, and now I have a, a whole bunch of content here. Yeah, right. it, you know, the how long it takes. So in, in some of those examples that I mentioned, the person that had been writing, they, that was their comfort zone. So their comfort zone was to not sit in front of the computer. It mm -hmm. was to take mm -hmm. the yellow pad and while in between pulling weeds in her backyard, <laughs> yeah. truly, she'd jot down some ideas and then would come in and massage that front page of, of thoughts of yellow pad onto another yellow pad. Wow. So all of it start. Now, this particular person was a pretty, she was a very good writer, is a very good writer, and was able to move that from kind of thought to paper and, and get it fine-tuned fairly quickly with not too many drafts. So it mm -hmm. moved on. So in one case, um, she was able to do, I think it was 60,000 word uh, book right. uh, in six months. Um, That's what she's pretty. It took me to write my first book. Was it? Yeah. So fairly proficient. Nine but, months. But yeah. like I said, I see some that have taken 20 years. I think part of that is in the writing of it. Some of it is they keep going back and retweaking it. So they'll come back six months later, right. reread it, and then change something. Right. Then they let it set and kind of ruminate a little bit. So it's not truly sitting down and writing for 20 years. It, no, right. In some cases, yeah. it was more of the inaction of, hey, you've got it 80, 90% of, of where you're going to need it and what the audience would need it to be to be able to enjoy it. Get right. it to the next step. And that's usually where it gets kind of hung up because they either don't want to, to spend any more money or time on it, or they put it on the back burner. Uh, one lady came in the other day, had nine books, kind of all in different stages of completion. Some, the intros oh. were written, some were fully done. She was just waiting to have it illustrated, but nine wow. books going. So that I think a lot of it, we try and take it where every author really is different in how they approach it. So some are really good at being able, they need, they have to have it go from their head to the computer screen and type it out. That's others, how I am. That's how I am. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And others want to write it out first. I have some that actually speak it out, record it, and play that back and translate that manuscript. So I would tell authors, go where you're most comfortable. We've all grown up and heard stories of writer block. And writing yes. block is usually just that. And it probably happened to you guys or could have happened when you guys were writing yours. Sometimes you run out of steam. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's needing that yeah. little break or finding the way that that, that are your triggers that get you to write, you know, to get you to put it from here to paper or commit it to the, the typing and screen and, and to get those ideas completed and finished. And anything that hinders that is the writing block. And, yeah. and it's usually the author's. Kind of knowing themselves, knowing what, you know, they got to avoid. And in this one case I mentioned earlier, this writer knew, take the yellow pad when I go do another task, like pull the weeds in the yard. Because it's going to create, oh, I have an idea. She sees a bumblebee and it triggers some other thought. And she has a nice idea for an ending or a middle of her story. Yeah. So the author needs to just be comfortable that there really isn't a right and wrong way. It's truly getting it out of their head 
onto the paper or screen. Well, that leads to the next question, which is what kind of software should be used right. to write a manuscript? In your opinion, what's the best approach for people? So, you know, Microsoft Word is so universally understood and accepted and, you know, low barrier to, to entry of getting in and using it. Right. So start there. But certainly today and in, in the last probably 10, 12, 15 years, Google Docs uh, is, a, is comparable in that sense that I have some that are more comfortable just using Google Docs. So either one of those, what, what I would caution people is, especially if there's going to be illustrations in their books. I mentioned the chemistry, somebody writing about chemistry, uh, you know, any other technical topic where there's going to be insertions of a chart, a business plan, you know, having different hierarchy charts and putting those in. The, the, while they can spend a lot of time, I say get the bulk of the words down and in there. And when you come to a point in your manuscript, in your book, that you're going to have an illustration, a chart, whatever, just do a notation there that says insert chart B7, whatever, however your naming nomenclature is, and insert it there. Don't actually insert that image. Leave those in a separate folder. And especially if you're going to go to a publisher and have them uh, work with you on it. because Like, how do you do it, Joe, as so, a publisher? So it's, it's really, we need these pieces independent of each other. When you go to meld them all together, you could have one document if you want that shows kind of what you're thinking and how it's going to lay out. But don't spend too much time on layout, unless that's your ex area of expertise, don't do it because it's, it's time spent that's going to end up having to be redone. And mm -hmm. what I tend to find, people get confused on which one is the manuscript that right. is the finished, polished, been edited by all the people they wanted, and which one is oh, this has all the photos and layout, and they start getting confused. And when they come to us or a, a publisher, and they say, I think this is the one. When you have 150, 200,000 words, and you're trying to remember which was the more accurate. So let's say I had an expert read my chemistry one, and they gave me really good feedback, but I can't remember which version it was in. So to avoid that, keep your primary manuscript without on photos on its own and then and, and then where you're thinking you're going to put a chart or a photo or whatever it is just notated. in text yep. notated it's just cleaner and easier because by the time we get it there's probably 15 20 percent of the people that come to us have already kind of joined all that. and they feel really good about it they're excited and i have to be the bearer of bad news <laughs> of Okay, now we're at all that that you spent late nights until two in the morning on. Yeah. We have you to think undo this is it. The final? No, it's not. The final. We have to take all that apart yeah. and separate it because of the softwares we utilize. Which, for the audience out there, uh, Creative Adobe Creative Suite mm -hmm. has wonderful from Photoshop, Illustrator, a, a, a software called InDesign. That's what we use. A lot of professional. Uh, uh, publishers and printers will use InDesign. Uh, there's uh, Microsoft Publisher, so we'll get people to will spend time and use Microsoft Publisher, and they think just by virtue of the name, oh, I'll take that to a publisher and they'll get it. It's we don't use it and can't use it. There's a lot of reasons why 
it doesn't move well through the various systems and software manipulation that we and the printer have to do because it doesn't hold this text or images. It's not a tool made for commercial printing or book publishing and that. It's, it's has its uh, uh, you know, reason for existence, but it's not in the realm that, that we utilize or any of the book printing uh, uh, presses that we use can can use a document that's been made on Microsoft Publisher. Does anyone ever call and even ask those types of questions? They do. They do. And the earlier we can catch people in their yeah. pro progress and process, the better. Uh, so this, it, it's really hard when somebody has spent all this time, they come in and they have everything that we literally have to take apart. Like even illustrations, people that will work on it. We have a children's book, a lot of children's books actually going on. And some of them haven't yet met with the illustrator. They know who they're going to use. Or if they use one of our illustrators, uh, what's called storyboarding, really important critical part to the process. And you can catch so much before I think part of it is people get so excited that, hey, I'm, I'm finally seeing this idea I had right. come to fruition. And they get to see a, a really talented illustrator create a scene. And they're like, okay, now do the rest of my book where the book really isn't storyboarded out and thought out. And they have to undo a lot of yeah. that. And, and illustrations, especially cartooning and, and animation and those can be very expensive. So you have to be really careful on these steps know exactly what the, the get the story finished or at least finished to where you believe it's finished and and then start that process i mm -hmm. want to remind the audience that you're listening to the it's your business show and uh we jim and i come to you my august co-host jim jump <laughs> and we come to you uh every day from 9 a.m to 11 uh on the my genre radio network we're out there everywhere and that's who we are. Yeah. Joe, we, we talked about uh, editors. And so um, are there different types? And and we're going to keep asking the same question. Sure. When should you use one? Right. So the uh, different types of editors. There are, uh, certainly for us, if somebody comes in and it is, um, depending on what what level or degree the manuscript has already been proofed and polished, if you will, and had other editors in there to fix it. So for book publishing, you can use what's called Chicago book style of editing. There's, we also have a magazine division. The magazine and newspaper world use what's called AP style, Associated Press style of editing. Okay. Um, so those are, you can, you can go online, Google those two terms, a Chicago book style of editing and, and uh, AP style. And there's actually very thick directory books that tell you when to capitalize something and how in different usage of, uh, of a book title, what, how, what you do with that. Like, do you italicize it? Do you underline it? So it gives you kind of guidelines and it's primarily done for consistency in the written word, if you will. Okay. Is why. So we have some authors they really don't use either of those to the letter of the law. It's kind of a combination of it, or which is okay, depending on like children's books and things like that. 
you can break these rules. So from the creative side and a lot of the, the creative listeners that are out there and don't want to adhere to the letter of the law with regard to, <laughs> to guidelines for, for how the text should look or read, um, again, you, you have flexibility and that dependent on who that audience is. Certainly okay. if you're doing a publication, it's going to be seen by and read by uh, academia. They hold very traditionally to a certain set of guidelines of how they want things written and, and, and the manuscript uh, uh, style or the layout style of how it's to look. So that's a... Okay. Yeah. Well, um, I think we're going to take a break now, audience, and uh, you're listening to the It's Your Business Show, and after the break, we're going to continue on. Jim and I are going to continue with Joe Cloak of Publishing Concepts. Commercial Energy Consultants is a 10-year-old national company focusing on middle to large commercial accounts. CEC offers these companies services by lowering their electric and natural gas rates. CEC does not charge for this service and has over 10,000 happy clients with almost 2 billion kWh slash therm under contract. What makes CEC different is their reversa auction. Commercial Energy Consultants offers a way to have available suppliers in 17 states bid openly for your energy business. Our mission is clear, bring our clients the low bid for their energy consumption. In fact, because our competitive auction does renew an energy contract without talking to us, why pay more for the exact same power? For more information, go to www.tricec.com or call 877-212-1400. That's www.tricec.com or call 877-212-1400. Too late, you're hacked. Defending your small business computers and networks is a new book written for small businesses with a limited understanding of IT with cybersecurity challenges. This book introduces critical IT terms and concepts and is intended for owners or professionals handling their business IT department with narrow expertise. Even though one may think cybersecurity is taken care of, Understand that cybersecurity requires ongoing management and knowledge that extends beyond the everyday IT. Businesses are vulnerable and may permanently close within six months after a breach by failing to understand and implement proper cybersecurity defenses. Author Tony Zafropoulos is a systems computer expert of 10 plus years and a certified information systems auditor. Tony uses his strong IT background to protect your computers and networks against cyber attacks. To order your book, go to fixvirus.com. That's fixvirus.com. The It's Your Business Show is brought to you by Promo Experts. When you select Promo Experts as your marketing partner, we help you to see more than the big picture with marketing promotion tools and services. And by Publishing Concepts. Let Publishing Concepts LLC help you get your publishing project off the ground. It's Your Business is an informative weekly small business topic radio show for you listeners to gain knowledge and inspiration to help guide your journey to owning and operating your very own small business. Whether you're starting your own business or already a successful entrepreneur, then listening to how others succeed can help you be successful. Okay, audience, here are your hosts, Dr. Stan Fine and Jim Jump.
The 1,200,000 women and men of Rotary have accomplished extraordinary things. They've taught millions of people to read, worked toward world peace, and have nearly eradicated a crippling childhood disease from the face of the planet. But each of those 1,200,000 women and men know they could accomplish so much more if only they were 1,200,000 and one. Find out what an impact one person can make. Learn about Rotary at rotary.org. Commercial Energy Consultants is a 10-year-old national company focusing on middle to large commercial accounts. CEC offers these companies services by lowering their electric and natural gas rates. CEC does not charge for this service and has over 10,000 happy clients with almost 2 billion kWh slash therm under contract. What makes CEC different is their reversa auction. Commercial Energy Consultants offers a way to have available suppliers in 17 states bid openly for your energy business. Our mission is clear, bring our clients the low bid for their energy consumption. In fact, because our competitive auction does renew an energy contract without talking to us, why pay more for the exact same power? For more information, go to www.tricec.com or call 877-212-1400. That's www.tricec.com or call 877-212-1400. Welcome back to It's Your Business Radio. We come to you weekly with content for small business owners. And so this week we uh, are touching on a subject that um, we, we could talk about all day, quite frankly, and it's, it's a good one. It's uh, publishing. So alongside uh, me is uh, Dr. Stan Fine, who um, we've now been doing our show for just over a year over now. Over a year. Yeah, and uh, we, we have so much more to no cover. Fights, no nothing. <laughs> no, I know, I know. I no. just totally get <clears throat> You don't ever see papers, you know, on the table or, you know, for, for uh, funny. We separations or anything show. like that. We that's right, that's right. Yeah. We've been doing this for a little over a year. We have so much more to cover. This show could... Uh, uh, go on forever. We, we certainly think that, and um, and maybe it will. And I'm um, Jim Jump, and so we have Joe Claude of Publishing Concepts, and we have covered uh, the the very good basic questions about publishing so far on today's show. And, and we were just talking about editing and editors and what all that means to somebody that uh, has uh, an idea. Um, it, but they got to travel with it. They got to take what they think, what they might know, and then and then get some real uh, questions answered. And uh, and and that's where uh, Joe Cloak can come in because he's been doing this now for twenty years. And uh, so when we talk about editors and and, and when should you use one, I, I think we'll pick that it, back up. Yeah. And, before the break, what I was saying, uh, the the editing process. Um, so some people will say we kind of interchangeably use the words proofing, right? Oh, good. proofing. Yes, yes. Proofing and editing. Yes. So proofing is I need you to look at even internally as we're as we talk about projects within our company, handing them off from one editor to another. And so there are different types in the sense of skill set. Somebody that may be better at I think uh, before the break we talked about AP style and Chicago book style. All right. So and again, if anybody, you go and look these up or, or go to your library, they'll have a copy of these books uh, that are produced. And they're updated every few years with new uh, changes, terminology to it and, and, and rules. Uh, but it's, it's, 
there's a lot there. So having somebody that knows Chicago book style really well, that's somebody I go to for our book division. When we're writing our articles and things for our magazines and, and newspaper pieces, that's a that's a different, that's the AP style and somebody that's really adept at those rules and, and editing and writing in that uh, uh, style is important. So there's an example of when you use potentially a different editor. So, and we would look at it. I have editors that really are, are gifted and good at catching spelling mistakes. We think uh, word and all these things will catch our spelling mm-hmm. mistakes. They don't the, the, using certain words in different ways. I mean, English is, Correct. it's tough. It's, I mean, it's our rules are, are very complicated. Yes, they are. Ways. So, and they don't make sense. Sometimes they no. don't follow a rule no. I before E and all yeah. of that. Right. right. So, right. so having different editors that have a, a skill set or an aptitude to catch certain things. So a lot of times we'll do a sample test reading. We look at what kind of errors are in that piece of that, that, uh, body of work, and then apply the the editor uh, or somebody to proof it and find stuff. So the proofing, they're not really going in and rewriting a paragraph or a sentence or whatever. The editors will do that. A proofer is really looking for consistency, trying to find those spelling uh, errors and and making suggestions, yeah. and they'll they'll mark that up. And and internally we have really strict kind of protocol on how those edits get done and how they get passed on, when they get changed, and then how that piece gets then reviewed again to make sure that what was edited, proofed or changed, was supposed to have been done. Wow. So, the, and then lastly, the proofing, editor, and then indexing. So indexing is kind of, it's another, there are people that specialize in indexing. A what is that, Joe? So indexing would be, uh, we, we have an example uh, actually in chess, a chess book we're working on. And we're gonna, the, they have asked, A, we want an index in it. So an index is where at the back it's referencing, oh, let's say, uh, okay. uh, Bobby Fisher, right? It, 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 a, ch- a person's name. And it will. you have to literally go through the whole book, find every example of where that name or we have another book that's on travel. We're looking at all the cities or states. And it makes for the reader, it's um, in some ways kind of like a table of contents. It helps and, and you find. And if you're writing papers, it's called a work cited. Yes. It, anytime yeah, yeah, you're yeah. not using original material, you have to give credit to where that material comes from. Right. Correct. Yes. You're right. So, so indexing. So these, there are people that have a, a greater talent in one area over the other. So when, when, the question is asked, are there different types of editors? There really aren't. It's really by their strength themselves. And for a publisher, we uh, we have those expertise and those people that have that expertise that we pull in on a proper. It's like matching up illustrators are not all equal, right? So one illustrator may do really great um, uh, human anatomy, which would be great for the science books and the, the right. publications we need and, and produce. Others that are great for a children's book. Uh, somebody that can do illustrations of a particular style, watercolor, or so there's lots of moving parts and finding that person that can really do it and do it efficiently, cost-effectively. Because right. again, if, if you're doing this for a monetary reason, 
all of these affect the bottom line and cost effectiveness. In concert mm -hmm. with that, um, I want people to understand that what Joe is doing here is explaining to you the pieces once you're handing that book product to them and what he's got to go through to make it sellable in the marketplace. That's why you yeah. want a professional like Joe right. at Publishing Concepts. Um, before I get to the next question, um, if somebody wanted to publish a book with you, how do they go about it? What should they do, Joe? As far as contacting us, so yeah, everything. Probably, you know, they can they can go online and and look for us at publishingconceptsllc.com. All right. Uh, or our phone number three one four seven eight one eight 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 zero. Based in St. Louis, but I've clients from Miami to Tacoma, Washington, uh, and everything in between. You at one time you said you know some. Times that you will look at a book and uh, give a professional review of a chapter or two. Right. What is right. that? It just yeah. as a gratis thing to see what the merits are, what's doable. Yeah. So, what do you do with people when they we, call you from us? For, you. Absolutely. With any of the listeners, you know, today or that have, have listened to the show, right. call and identify themselves that they've they've listened. Would absolutely take a analysis of. So they'd send us a few pages. Of yeah. their manuscript, yeah, that's we'd right. we'd yeah. look at it, have one of our editors go through it, and give them back kind of a report on the condition of it, um, and they can have then an idea of are they really kind of almost done checking that off, or it still needs to go through some rewrites, or there may be some areas that they might again the editing and proofing part is is really critical, and sometimes they they'll come to us and say I've already had that taken care of. And then we look at a few paragraphs and find, well, if you did, you'd failed to show them these three pages or three paragraphs because there's mistakes in it. So it, it's about limiting. You never get 100%. It's really difficult to find every little thing. But, oh, it's just not possible. Yeah, and you guys have published books. Well, so. and because your your thoughts are yours and you know what they are, and, and you can easily put something yeah. down that doesn't flow right. But you don't see it because you're 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 still thinking about you know, the fact that um, I know what it is, and that's kind of the point of reference. I know what it is, yeah. but now it, it really doesn't make sense right. for whatever so, reason. Does right. alone know work. what it is? Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Right. Yes. So okay, so the book is finished, all right. Yep. And the author's got copies in their hand to okay. give to Aunt Nellie and Uncle <laughs> Sid right. and uh, their kids. And they right. can't wait. And a yeah. few friends from the, uh, from the uh, veteran's home. <laughs> right. Right? right. So now that now that they got all those people out of the way. Right. 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 That happens a lot. It does. All of a sudden, they went, uh, Avon does that. People say, become an Avon agent. And they give them all these supplies. Right. They sell all their relatives, and they run out of supply, and they don't know how to sell it. Right, because right. the family didn't fight them; they were in tough cells. <laughs> so what? But but you know, I mean, that sounds crazy. But you know, I just think about that all the time. So all right. So what do they do, Joe? I mean, they got the book. You've helped them write it. It's in their hand. And do you have some tips or things they can do to start it? Saw the ball. Maybe that was sure. some of the tips. I don't know to get the ball rolling. Right. You, what, what are some of the tips that can help you? So. D definitely. And and I tell people, if you're able to, before you even start writing the book or as you're putting the, the ideas together, 
do think about marketing, especially if it's going to be on that, you're doing it for a commercial viability. If you don't, it's, as you guys know, that knowing the audience of who's going to read it, I think helps, obviously, the author put together, know who you're writing this to and write as if you're answering their questions and helping mm -hmm. them. Again, whether it's a baking book or a, if it's a children's book, if it, know your audience. Hopefully, they have that in mind when they have books in hand. It's kind of too late in the sense of uh, now they have a book that if there might have been some things they could have done and written into it. So we have an example where just putting a character in the book of the target audience they're going to sell and they didn't actually have that in there. Sure. That's the kind of t stuff I'm talking about. But if they have done that and they've got the books, if there's zero budget or very little budget to market it. So certainly they can go to online platforms and find an audience that loves uh, this. Uh, they have a cooking uh, chat room or whatever, and you mention your book in there. Some of those are zero cost, but you have to have an online presence to be able yes. to do that. So when I say some of this, some people will say, well, I, I don't have any social media. I'm not exposed on social media at all. Okay. That it's a challenge, but is it possible? Go to your uh, local library. Find out if they have a program for local authors to come in and do a reading if your type of book is meant for that. So if it's a children's book, a lot of times they'll have authors come in and do a reading. If it's a short book, they'll have them do the whole book. If it's a little bit longer, they'll have them read a few pages and they may do it with four or five authors in one night and the kids gather around with their parents and they listen to an author and it's a really nice engagement. I like that. That, yeah, that's, that, that's really that can work. Good. Then there's, same with uh, local media. Reach out to your local media. A lot of times they want a story about a local author. Mm -hmm. And then depending on your subject matter, it could be very timely. So it just depends on where we are on the news cycle for that day, that month, that year. But it could be very appropriate. Uh, we have a client doing one on bullying and bullying in the school, and he take he's taken a, a twist and also bullying in the workplace, and he's written about that, and then he talks to corporations and that about this subject matter and how it relates to employees. I, I have a great yeah. story. Uh -huh. um, my first book was called uh, Business Boot Camp for Women. It was a how-to sure. book, and there was a, a radio TV personality who Jack Buck's daughter. Christine Buck, mm -hmm. who may still be on Channel 5 and here in St. Louis. And she was doing some specials on women in business. And I called Christine and said, I don't know if you want to do this, but I've written this book. And she said, uh, would you be interested? She said, well, why don't I bring a cameraman down today and we'll do a live interview? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it'll be on the 5 p.m. news. And within hours, I was being interviewed. Yeah. And she brought the cameraman into where I was at, and we yeah. lights, camera, action, and she said, and that was it, man. And then all of a sudden, we got a couple hundred thousand or a million people seeing that uh, promotion. Yeah, that right. led to a few sales. It was nice. Yeah. But she promoted me right there. Who are you? What's this about? Why'd you write the book? What What are you trying to do with it? Yeah. And she holds a copy of the book. You get a hold of Dr. Stan at. So that's a promotion. It absolutely. That was incredible. No, that's a great 
story and great time because it really you actually demonstrate a few things that happen. One, right. to just do the outreach. So many people would not have made that call. Now you know the. I mean, I'm you're gutsy. all about I'm a gutsy guy. Yeah. You are, yeah. well, and you've you've done this your whole career. You yeah. know about how to take those steps, but a lot yep. of people they won't. But the advice is do take it because you don't know what's going to happen. And then I tell people when you do that, be prepared that they're going to say, "Can I come over yeah. right now?" Because yeah. it, that's how they do it. They, so they're all business. these producers are on very tight deadlines. A lot of times, they we all think. I'll send them stuff about my book, and maybe two months from now they'll need. It's Good most point. often they're like, "Can you come in tomorrow or tonight?" It's going to happen. We're coming quick. to you, so be prepared. Yeah, but when that thing. happens, that's a great opportunity. It is. It's huge opportunity. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, oh, that's really so, cool. So that absolutely reaching out to local media right. or any kind of context, uh, asking friends and family, and not, uh, of course, ask them to buy a copy, but also ask them for if it's again a children's cookbook on uh, on uh, uh, a particular dietary uh, concern that they had. And the book is about say that. kids have problems eating nuts. Right, yeah, right. And so they'll do a book with a special chapter on that or something. Mm-hmm. So leverage all of your friends and family. So if you have zero social media presence and exposure, contact, tell your friends and family that do, your niece, your granddaughter, whomever, Ask them to take a picture of the book and post it and where they can find it or buy it or go to the local store and ask them, hey, would you carry this book? That type of thing. So there's ways to get that out there, even if you don't have personal. Jim's written a book. Uh, it's a business. Wait, it's what's the name of it? Jumpstart Business Planning Guide. Right. Yeah. It's, it's how to help uh, students at Lindenwood University. Yeah, He's a yeah I've taught classes on it, and, and yeah. there's a need for understanding what what doing a business plan is attended to do. Yeah. I mean, on its title, you, you already know, but what are the, what's it going to help me really do is, is and, kind of what Yeah, and that's been a textbook. Help Jim's, them with. Yeah, yeah, Jim is now, if I can say it, he's talking to universities and colleges about using it in their curriculum other yeah. than Lindenwood. Yeah. Am I safe yeah. saying yeah. that? Yeah. We'll get him in trouble yeah. here. Okay. No. But, um, okay, can, so... Those are t- and one, well, one last group would be the faith-based audience. So yeah, friends and family, but go to members your faith-based of your church, your yeah. synagogue, mosque. Go to them, ask them also. Especially if you if it's a subject matter where you can go and present on it, you know, or talk about it. So we have some that are are true life stories, okay, and they the person that it's this incident or whatever occurred. Uh, they want to talk about and they've written their book and it's tied into that and they want to go speak to groups then reach out to that faith-based community and ask them one it's especially if you're nervous and not really comfortable doing it but it does help sell books and that as you suggested on the media side it's a good way to get comfortable in front of people talking about the subject matter and if you're not comfortable you do trade shows Uh uh-huh you run trade shows. Um, do you have authors at your trade shows promoting books? We do. Yeah. How, how does a person? So is that yeah, a cool reach question? Out to, sure. Yeah. So well, it'd be so the, to add to another group. It would be reach out to show producers. So let's say there's 
uh, we've had in St. Louis and also around the, the U.S., the Working Women's Survival Show, right. they call yeah. it, right? That's big. Yeah, yeah. it's big. And it's, Here it's, in the Midwest, it's big, yeah. yeah. Contact the people that produce and put that show on. Look at the speakers that they mm-hmm. have coming. They may have a person coming in talking about the subject matter that you've just written a book about. Approach them. Uh, we had a situation just recently with a local show producer who still needs a number of slots filled with a speaker. So that the show producers a lot of time, and being a show producer and, and wearing that hat, we welcome hearing from people that say, look, there'd be no fee. I want to come in and at the very end, can I plug my book? For a show producer, we'd be fine with that. What mm-hmm. A lot of times the, the disclaimer here is, Show producers want to be careful that the whole thing does not end up being a commercial for this person mm-hmm. selling a book. But so be be respectful of a show producer that's given you an opportunity and adhere to that. One, you want to get invited back if this is an audience that potentially could yeah. be a market for you to sell your product. Right, right. Yeah. So but, a, a question on some a topic we've already briefly covered, and I think it's. Um, it needs more discussion is, does somebody need a website created? And and so in asking that, you're talking about a whole nother skill set, another cost factor, mm-hmm. but uh, the obvious benefit payoff is what we're really talking about. And so do you have those conversations then? On the, I would think on the front end. It's correct. So we have some authors that already like social media, they're already comfortable in that world, right? Mm-hmm. And they already have a website created. Okay. Could be ones that they created themselves, could be they had a, a, a web app developer or a web developer create for them, but they have one. If they don't, and that's why it, it does come back, you guys, and that's why I, I love this show and the platform that you guys have created here because it does really allow. Well, it, it allows all these new businesses and, and business owners, whether they're new or not, to hear from well, hear from other yeah, people yeah. that do this. Yeah. And I think it can help them sidestep expensive mistakes. We all make mm-hmm. mistakes. I keep making mistakes, right, in my career, but I learn from them, right. And that's the key: is you hopefully minimize the financial risk of those mistakes when you make them and ask for help, you know, so, and get, and I think that one, just to say the show, I think does this for people. We, we, uh, we're amazed at the numbers in this show and how it's growing. It's uh, hard to wrap our head around it sometimes. Right. You know, um, the other question I've got is, do you have people that promote books on radio and television? Do they ever think that forward or, is that well let me rephrase the question when you help people write a book you have meant what i understand about you joe from all my years knowing you you actually have an independent mentoring of how to get that book out there right you actually take them under your wing and guide them right so you're not you don't throw them out there i mean you do that you help them correct well and it is and so uh there are some authors that come through the door, if you will, or make contact with us, that have a skill set or have a better aptitude. So we have a travel writer. Okay, this guy already travels around the United States. He has a podcast. He does video. He does TV, um, uh, network TV. Um, He's used as a resource for that. But we're publishing his book. 
So here's somebody that kind of already has some of these key things that I would love for every one of our authors to have that already baked into the recipe. Yes. But they don't. It's a few of them have that ability. Yeah. So when they that, that do. Presence, yeah. That presence. That, that, right. But, but to your point, uh, Dr. Stan, it's definitely there's some people that have, if we, if we spot that in their high energy, they love to talk, they would be great on a podcast or a radio show or TV show. Yeah, absolutely. And we'd encourage yeah. them to, what, as you said earlier, Make the phone call to your local media. You never know what might happen. I was shocked that all I had to do is pick up the phone. Yeah. You know? So the question I've got is, um, do you help them with the steps to marketing a book on the web? I mean, what are the steps when when you... how do you do that? Well, so as Jim was asking, so do they? Do you start with a website or not? And then once right. you have the website, how does it get commingled into yes. it? Yes, I, I'm of the opinion, and especially this opinion's changed in the last, certainly the last few years, even more so, but but five ten years out, that if you are so codependent on the Facebooks and the Amazons and these uh, uh, massive uh, platforms to market and sell and really represent you, understand that you are at their mercy, right? So you have you have lost control in some ways of the ownership of that book and the marketing of that book. And I'll give an example. When you have a website and you direct, try and direct everybody there for more information, you can control the video message that's on there the audio message that's on there, which those should be, and if they're not on your site, you need to get them on there. Um, And there's ways to do that into your site, or or, or should be. Um, And and, uh, what you're charging on it, how you're packaging it. If you offer an audio file, uh, one of the things over the last few years has been an increase in people listening to the audio books on tape, if you will, Mm -hmm. but a, a, a podcast of it, an audio reading of it, while they're driving their car from point A to point B and they're four hours in the car and they can knock out a number of books or subject matters, you know, ones that, that certainly they need. You, you know, you're talking about writing business plans and marketing plans, critical stuff. And sometimes hearing that yes. is really right. important. It, it's a different experience and absorption rate, mm-hmm. if you will, hearing it and reading it. Um, and so, so have... I would say it's more critical today. Have your website absolutely still use these platforms, whether it's a Facebook or, or, or LinkedIn or Amazon or whatever. They have a purpose, but especially more recently, it's proven to me that those, I hear more often of people that have been, uh, had really good following they, these algorithms that, um, that they're able to sell their product on Facebook to with one twist of an algorithm by the Facebook people or Twitter people or the, the developers on those platforms, they you can get bumped off or uh, demonetized or uh, deranked, right? So you're at the mercy of all of them. So keep keep your mm-hmm. products and your on your website. Right. If you don't have one, you know, I'd encourage you to get that's that's how you protect your brand. You can plug it into those other things. Right. But, and too often, I would say people come to us and they're, they've put everything on those systems. 
And then they come to us and say, but I have no idea who bought my book and how they, there's no analytics and, and, and buyer profile. All of the ones that we have going through our system and that, we're able to tell you addresses, names. I mean, we're doing all the shipping, everything to it. And that builds, you start to learn a profile of who those buyers are. And that's Very critical so. to yeah. an ongoing, unless you want to do 100 books. Everywhere. I found out that one of our biggest cities is Austin, Texas. Oh, wow. So yeah. I'm going to put a special All deal right. that if you call us at 314-781-8880 and mention Austin, Texas, and Mr. Clote's uh, deal here with the Function Concepts, we're going to take you under the wing and we'll... Uh, take a look at what you have. Yeah, and, and, like and if you do business with feedback. Joe, maybe we'll throw in an interview. Yeah. So it, we'd be glad to interview somebody. Man, we're just giving things away today. <laughs> we are you you better be listening. Way because, out there. Yeah, yeah. So if you're in Texas right now and you you want to, uh, to uh, are in the military, you want to take advantage of this, uh, talk to Joe, 314-781-8880. And, 20 years of experience, uh, yeah. as he spoke about in today's show, ha has a real sense of what is what are you trying to do and how can we most effectively get you. Yeah, there. Joe is golden. Yeah, man. Yeah, uh, yeah. Any closing thoughts for the audience today? Anything you'd like to share? Uh, you? Well, one thing, and I know you said the, the, the expansion into the military. So I have a nephew, Aaron Clote, who is a, a sniper in the Marines and now oh, wow. special forces in his training in uh, helicopters because wow. he wants to stay with his unit. So uh, wow. just to all our military people, yes. you're, you're in our prayers and and thank you uh, yeah. for, for your service. We're, we're yes. delighted that all of you, please let us know if you're listening. And uh, you can get us on uh, itsyourbusinessradio.com to the comment section, and we'll we'll uh, do something for nice for you. We haven't figured it out yet. But, yeah, no, but yeah. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll yet. figure it out. We'll, we'll, well, we'll I mean, um, Joey, you're, you're really great, and uh, we are so pleased that you come and do this with us. You're so patient with us, but I thank you for that. Um, Joe will be back, as yeah, you mentioned, and so we'll stay be back, tuned. audience. Yeah, so thank you today for tuning in to the It's Your Business show, and we're nationwide, and we're growing, and uh, we, we'd love to hear your comments if you're enjoying what yeah, we're doing Thank you here. for being our, our yeah, dedicated listeners. Thank we you, audience. It. Yeah.
And uh, we'll put, oh, by the way, these this show in video and audio will next week be on itsyourbusinessradio.com yeah. on our website. Yeah. So if you want to re-see this, or it'll be played Monday through Friday of next week on the network. Yeah. So either way, you're going to hear us. You can't get rid of us. <laughs> That's right. You know? Yeah, once you tuned in, that's just uh, how it's going to go. So, I, what do you think, Joe. buddy? Yeah, thank you again for giving us a, a, good, uh, a good show, show. today, and, and we'll uh, talk more about uh, publishing. Yeah, see you in, uh, in a couple months or so when Joe's back on the air again, too. Thank you, audience. Thank you, Joe. Bye. The It's Your Business Show is brought to you by promo experts. When you select promo experts as your marketing partner, we help you to see more than the big picture with marketing promotion tools and services. And by Publishing Concepts. Let Publishing Concepts LLC help you get your publishing project off the ground. It's Your Business is an informative weekly small business